Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Michigan Avenue Media and the World of Ink Network. This podcast was founded in 2011 by Marsha Casper Cook and Virginia Grenier. Their focus has always been on helping writers reach their dreams by having informative and entertaining shows. You will also hear the latest information on what's new and exciting in the publishing and marketing industry. And the shows will also cover discussions on screenwriting, audiobooks and movies. New to the shows will be the latest style and trends in fashion, as well as nutrition and how Pinterest can add just the right spark of attention you may need for your projects. So, sit back and relax and enjoy the show. You can find out more information about our shows and being a guest at www.michiganavenuemedia.com. Hi, everybody. It's Marsha Cook, and we have a great show today. And um, Elizabeth Black has brought some wonderful women to the show. She always does. And I wanted to thank her first for bringing me all, such great guests. I mean, they're really good. Oh. Uh and oh, it's always welcome. fun. And it, it it is. It's really fun when you come on. And we have a lot of people that are listening usually when you're on. So this is going to be good. And uh, it's a different time, but we are uh, on demand. So it, after the show, everybody can hear it. And it's on iTunes now, and it's everywhere. So uh, I'm going to let Elizabeth say hello to everybody. But first I'll just mention one thing. Thursday night I have a show um, and it's with the Goodwill Ambassadors and uh, Jasmine Sidorowski, who's been on the show before. She's bringing a whole group of people. We're going to talk about goodwill and humanitarianism and everything that matters lately in this world and how we can be good to each other and bring goodwill. So that's going to be a good show. So, all right, I'm going to leave this for Elizabeth because she'll get it all right, and then we'll talk. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm Elizabeth Black, and I write erotica, romance, dark fiction, and horror. And um, I have a new book coming out. It's called Full Moon Fever, and it's in the editing stage right now with the publisher. And it's coming out sometime in 2020. So I'll definitely be on the air to talk about that one when the book comes out. Yes. So um, today we have um, we have some really good guests. We're going to talk about romance and um, our books. So all of us. Um, okay, the, the people here are Trinity Blaccio, Raisa Graywood, Leah Violet, Barbara Campbell, and Travan Rogers. All of us have stories in Dangerous Curves Ahead, an anthology published by Riverdale Avenue Books. And this book focuses on giving love to plus-size women. Okay, and uh, we're all romance writers. And I'd like to have everybody here just give a brief in- introduction of yourself, including where you're from. Right. I just so added that to the show. Right, right. Before we went on, I yeah. thought after all these years, <laughs> people don't know where everybody's from. So, Elizabeth, you're right. We're gonna. I almost forgot myself that I said mm-hmm. that. Okay, I'm from Chicago, and um, I'm Elizabeth. from Massachusetts. Yes. Yeah, I'm from Massachusetts. Okay. All right. I'm from Ohio. I'm Trinity. I'm, I'm from, from Western Colorado. Who am I missing? I'm really okay, from Ohio. And I'm Leah, and I'm also from outside of Chicago, like Marcia. I know. Hello. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. I know. I was just saying before that we really don't ha- have too many people from Chicago. I don't really understand why that is, but we really, maybe because when I was an agent, 
uh, from the for the literary guild, I was the agent on the East Coast, so that's maybe where I got a lot of people from the East Coast, and maybe that's what happens because so. I'm glad to have a Chicago person. I, I'm, you know, we all say Chicago. It's Illinois, but we're all it's like Chicago. <laughs> That's where we go. All right. Uh, let's see. Who do you want someone to go first, Elizabeth? Or um, well, let's pick. I'll pick somebody. Right, let's, hat. Yeah. Uh, okay. Trinity. Yeah. Okay. And tell yeah. us all about yourself. Hey, I've been writing uh, probably about 10 years now. My mother, matter of fact, told me I should write stories. Um, Mm -hmm. I have two kids. I like, I'm trying something different this time. I'm doing nano this year. And I'm doing kind of like an anime romance story. Mm -hmm. Kind of out of my league, but I thought I'd try it since my daughter loves anime. Um, I've had probably close to 100 stories published now. Wow. And I don't think I'll ever stop. I just love to write. So That's good. We, we, yeah, we, we, I'm putting mm-hmm. this on a list to talk about nano for a few later on. Okay, I'm, I'm oh, writing yeah. a list. Okay. <laughs> <Yes>. 100 <laughs> books. That's impressive. That's a lot. Yeah. That's, that's that's really a... So who wants to okay. uh, Reisa? Uh, hi. Actually, Marcia, I've been on your show before. Um, I you know what? On you were on, I know that. You know what? And I, you know what? I think, were you on with Gina? Were you on with Gina? Um, I don't honestly remember. It was, um, for Masters of the Castle of Marin Smith. You know what? That's a long time ago. Cause I know I was trying to figure no, out because, here. right. I was looking you up there. When was it? It was about um, about a year year ago, maybe a little less. I, I think it, it was like maybe June or July. Um, but it was a Masters of the Castle anthology with Marin Smith. Um, with oh, was it with Michelle Prince? I'm trying to think who I who you were, you did a Masters because I, I know you were on with a lot of people because I think I had a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, it was like ten of maybe. 10. I know that, <laughs> right? So I thought yeah, it was with Gina, was, but maybe not. Maybe it was Michelle. What was the name? It was Masters. I think I thought that was Gina. Masters of the Castle. Masters of the Castle with Marin Smith, um, and I think uh, Catherine Richards was on, and Golden Angel. I think came in. Um, was Michelle Prince with you? No, uh, yeah, Felicity I'm... Brandon. Um, wow. Yeah. So, a, you know, the thing is, when, when I do, and, you know, that's why, you know, I, well, this is different when Elizabeth is here, but when I did, I did so many with uh, Gina, and um, we had nine and ten people, and I was, like, making yeah. notes while I'm talking. <laughs> Nobody has nobody's <laughs> crazy enough to do that, you know. But I was looking and I couldn't remember where who it was from because. But I'm going to figure out who it was from because I know a lot of people sometimes they ask me, and those are not the people you mentioned. So I'll get that and I'll email you that because I knew I knew that, but it's not from the ones you mentioned because usually one person calls me and says you know that they have an anthology. And then I, everybody comes. So I, this is like a small group compared to that group. That was like really a lot. So, yeah. right, so go ahead. So yeah, talk was, about a little bit about yourself. But, yeah, the, the tagline was um, eight stories, ten authors, eight stories, one very bad man. Um, and it was a, a huge amount of fun to write. Um, 
but yeah, I I do. Um, I've 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 been kind of pulling away from the anthologies a little bit, but I'll still get into projects that really interest me, like um, like the Dangerous Curse project. Um, I write a lot of paranormal, um, a lot of really really. I love writing bad people. I love. <laughs> I love my heroes are always uh, always a little bit naughty. Um, sometimes my heroines are a little bit naughty. Um, I'm actually working on one right now that is is going to be my nano project for this year, um, featuring a heroine who has spent time in prison for manslaughter. Wow! And I love her. I love her first because she is just an amazing person. Um, and she's almost real to me because she is so open. Um, but it's also fascinating because you never see women who have spent time in prison. You don't see you see the men sometimes, um, the reformed bad boy, etc. But it's never the woman. And I kind of wanted to explore that a little bit with her. And. Uh, I think it is an interesting concept, right? It, right, it is an interesting concept. You're right. You do see more men, but um, actually, there are a lot of women that are, are in prison. Mm-hmm. A lot, you know. There so are. It's a pro- it's a, yeah. So I once did a screenplay are, about somebody. Nobody writes about them. They're not the heroines. Um, you don't see them in in literature, you, except as as perhaps a villain. You don't yeah. see them as as a as as a heroine in a story, um, and I, I I got to thinking about this and why. Uh, men obviously, according to romance authors, can reform themselves. Why not women? Well, that that's a good question. That that's a good topic mm-hmm. for a show because honestly, that is true. Because <laughs> and, and that is one place it is different when men and women. It's, it's true, though. It is, you know. Even in serial killers, there's mostly men, actually. But I'm sure there are women, but you don't really hear about them. I did a horror film um, with my editor, and it was, we didn't, I mean, there's very few women that are out there as, as you know, bad. Actually, men, they do do this a lot. Men are much, you know, mm-hmm. I guess when women are writing from about men in prison, but men don't always write about women. In prison, but that's a good topic. So I'm going to write that down. I'd be so happy to write. come on. <laughs> okay, I'm marking you down here. I'm marking you down. I'll, okay. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you, I have never. I've gotten like maybe four speeding tickets in my life, and I've never been arrested. I my closest contact with a police officer is basically. Uh, getting a speeding ticket or meeting someone in public and saying hello. Um, I, I remember someone <laughs> someone mentioned to me once a prison bra, and I had to look this thing up because I had no idea what she was talking about. I literally had to look up and ask friends, "What the heck is a prison bra?" It it turns what out that it's a bra without an underwire. Oh wow! Well, that's like Orange is Black, though. Or I, I you know, I'm, I'm not going to talk about this. We're going to talk about your book, but Orange is Black. I don't know if anybody has seen that, but the series. I've seen it. I'm only it's good. Watching it. 
you know, I I put out a message like last year that who wants to talk about Orange is Black and nobody really, you know, someone said, oh, maybe I'll do it. I thought it was a very interesting concept while we would just, I would just briefly say this, because most of the women that were there should have never been there. They just didn't have money and they ended up being there and they really shouldn't have been there. Some of them were in for life for just not, it was just bad. You know, so if people haven't watched Orange is Black as long as, it's a really, it's not what people think it is. It's a really in-depth look into women that end up in prison and why they do and why they don't get out. You know what's really weird? You said that about that show. One lady was reading a book about a man having two cocks, and they were comparing my one story to that. Oh, and I there, you really there you go. There you go. There you go. That's a Prince Charming for you. Okay, let's see. Yeah. Well, there we go. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, go, uh, go ahead, Elizabeth. You can ask everybody who they want to talk about. Yeah, um, I wanted to. I had you know, one question. I definitely Travis? had. Oh, but, you do? Um, okay. Well, all right. They didn't all. Oh, they didn't all say who they were first. Oh, oh let me let's, just get. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, Barbara. Briefly. Yeah. Barbara. Yeah. Hi, I'm Barbara Hi. Campbell, and um, so I love writing um, short stories and novellas. I'm just super busy, and I guess that what I like to read needs to fit in the little cracks in my life. So I ended up writing that as well. So it, um, it just doesn't take as long. Um, they're all really steamy. Um, and I got a lot of compliments on my sex scenes. So I went ahead and decided to write under an erotica pen name of Lily Lust. So, um, I can just get straight to the sex scenes, um, which, yep. My husband encouraged me. He's like, well, that's my favorite part anyways. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think, we'll I think yeah, you know, I, I, right. You know, that's what happens. You know, I had a really tough time, and mm-hmm. I had somebody helping me in my first one. But then in the book, and uh, after that it was easier. But I, I think it's not easy for everybody to use their name. So if we, maybe we'll go into that yeah. later, too. With that. So, there's so many things that come up. I'm writing notes here. <laughs> So many things in this concept, you know, of why, you know, there's like spinoff shows because it's true. It's the name. You don't always want to use your name. And I myself Well, and I didn't want my romance readers to, um, you know, open an erotica story from me and be disappointed that, you know, three pages in the characters are having sex. And, you know, there's no rhyme or reason why other than they want to. Um, So I... I decided I really needed to separate the two genres and, um, you know, I'm very open about being Barbara Campbell and Lily Lust. Um, so if someone wants to cross over and read either romance or erotica from me, they can, but I just want them to know when they look at the book that it's hard to um, market. It's hard to market. (laughs) Marketing is difficult. Marketing. Well, when you're, when you're, when you're doing different genres. Yeah. Also, yes. you know the support of husband, and it really helps to have have your family behind you, family and friends that help to support your your writing career. I, I know oh, a lot of absolutely. people that don't have that, so it's it's just it's it's just wonderful. It it really it is. Motivated. Yeah, well, that, because a lot of people don't have that. You know, I mean, uh, I mm-hmm. myself uh, have. I wrote all my screenplays, and years ago used the name Max Irving. 
and I did not use my name. And then I started doing shows, and so then I do used Marsha Casper Cook, and then my children's books are that name, and then I changed the name to you know, um, and that didn't work out because I'm on the show, so I'm talking as two people. I was going crazy, so I didn't do that. Oh, no. So I went back to all Marsha mm-hmm. Casper Cook, but then I actually think I write better as Max Irving, so I think I might go back to that. And so I get it. I mean, this is really a tough decision. I don't think people understand how hard it is because whatever we write, whatever, horror, erotica, it's not us. It's just our character. Right. It takes a lot mm-hmm. oh, to yeah. get over that. It does. I think it's yeah, very well, hard. I, you know, anytime I tell people I write steamy romance, you know, I get the raised eyebrows. <laughs> and if my husband's mm-hmm. standing like there, it. they it's immediately like look at yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's unfortunately still like that, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, it's not cha- It really isn't changing as much. And Elizabeth knows we've talked about this over and over. And uh, on Amazon, they don't help us. Or that to no, right. help anybody, right? Because they get anybody. If you, as soon as you say erotica, then you're down at the bottom of the list, and it's really mm-hmm. difficult to to crawl up, actually. Right. You know, and it's very difficult. So I don't know. That's well, this I, is tough. Go ahead. Well, I write I write both uh, romance and horror, so I make people's heads explode because they don't know how to yes. how to parse that. <laughs> right, because we get yeah, shows that they people I don't even put yeah. horror down because sometimes and Elizabeth and I have done many shows on horror horror shows and they're just talking about writing and everything else. I do not know why people go crazy as soon as they hear horror or erotica. I really don't. I mean, it's they really do, you know, and that can change a reader. And off and turn them off for what I, I it's really insane, you know. I mean, it's very it's not as open as people think. This is very tough, I think, for authors mm-hmm. over the last. It so is. We didn't talk. Let's see who we didn't talk to yet. Elizabeth, we did Leo and Trevor. Okay. I would like to interject who? something. This is Reza on okay. on the erotic horror. Um, and I, I don't mean to. I, yeah, I do mean to. No, go ahead. Go ahead. It's, no, no, no. This, this, this is the show. This is the show you're on. It's okay. It's okay. I wrote um, an anthology with a very dear friend, Golden Angel, um, as part of the Happily Never After series. All right, we had five or six stories, I believe, in in that anthology, none of which had a happy ending. Oh. And, <laughs> and I got a lot of comments on that one. Yep. Um, yeah. um, uh-huh. It was a kind of a mix of, Jesus Christ, what did I read? I need to never turn my lights <laughs> off again. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. I got a couple. I believe in, the, in, in um, freedom of speech, but Y'all are crazy. You need to not be. You need to not be in public. Um, and some were. Where do I find a demon of my own? Yeah. So it was. It was kind of a mix of that. But you have to be really careful when when writing erotic horror because it's a it's a limited market for, for mm-hmm. first. And um, I think if I had been a little more astute. I might have written it under a different pen name. Yeah. Um, 
None the the series title is absolutely correct. Happily never after. There is no happy ending. Um, the last story. But is but isn't that? In, I mean, everything in life is not exactly a happy ending. I mean, that's the life, problem. I, but, but but romance readers like a happily ever after ending. I know. Either that or they happy do. Ending. I know. They absolutely yeah, it's, do. And it's formulaic, but that's what they like. And if I had been a little more astute, I, I should have yeah. written this under a different pen name simply I know. because I know. Of, of how it was written and how it was presented. Granted, we mm-hmm. did present it as, hey, it ain't happy, folks. It, is, it isn't <laughs> going to end well for anyone. Um, Were you on a show with Piper? Were you with Piper Stone on a show? Uh yes, I think you were. That's who it is. Okay, that's who it is. Yes, yes. It was Piper. Okay, now I got it. Um, <laughs> I got it. Right. Okay. So I didn't know because Piper Piper Stone has a lot of books and she's had issues herself, and um, yes, this this is a big issue for a lot. I have I've had many authors on here, and it is a huge issue. I don't know the answer to that because honestly, it's not really fair because it's just a book. But it's and I think you have to look at your audience too. We wrote that book for a special audience. We it was a yeah. very specific audience. We told people mm-hmm. flat out, "Hey, the ending story, which was t- entitled Breathless, which was mine, was fifteen thousand words of a breath play scene. Yeah, it oh, had no oh. happy ending. It was yeah. rough. It was harsh, and we told people that." Um, and it's in the blurb of the book. Yeah. <laughs> um, look, these stories get worse the the more you the further you go. Mm-hmm. If you get scared, well, not, you know what? Because I know we've had Elizabeth knows we've had Piper Stone, you know, but um, she's brave, she's good, she writes well. And she, she used to do shows with us, and she does shows with me sometimes, too. That's why I figured mm-hmm. out who this was, right? Because, honestly, that's a huge problem. So, I mean, and I, I don't know, like, Elizabeth, you know, I, even when they say horror, I mean, people, you know, I have to write on the show thrill, dark thriller sometimes so they dark understand. Dark thriller or dark fiction, yeah. Yeah. Well, like, I'm well and I don't, I don't necessarily think that's a problem, but I think authors have a responsibility to tell readers what they're into. I think they yeah. do, but I don't think that matters, though. I think they do, but I think um, sometimes it just happens. You know, I mean, on Amazon, they pick a book. I, I don't really know, but it's it's out there. It's it's tough. It's tough for authors. Yeah. So, but, you know, and, and it's we, tough for their websites. Websites. And, and sometimes we have the readers just one-click the cover and don't read the blurb. Or, yeah. you know, I I have some that they're just – they're extremely explicit sex scenes, even in my steamy romance. And I, you know, I've had reviews say, wow, I wasn't prepared for um, how hot this was going to be. I'm like, well, Mm -hmm. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) I mean, it's really Mm -hmm. steamy and you know, it's it's not going to be sweet. (laughs) Trevin, Trevin yet. We haven't heard from Trevin and let's see who else. Mm -hmm. I just don't want to miss anybody so they could Trevin. And um, Leah, did we? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) One of you go ahead. I just Um, want to make sure that everybody gets out first, and then we can do more of this. Go ahead. All right. I am Leah Violet, and as we mentioned, I am outside of Chicago. As a YA and 
adult readers advisory librarian for 20 years. Uh, and I wrote Mysteries with Recipes. I, I obsess about vintage cookbooks and recipes. I give talks about them at libraries. Uh, and I also have written a bunch of reference books under my regular name. But I picked this pseudonym because I wanted to do things that were a little spicier. And since I had YA out and since I teach yep. at a university, I do use a pseudonym. Um, and I just like werewolves. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> I just wanted something completely different from, like, my reference books and my reviews for book lists. But I didn't entirely get away from the food tie-in. Uh, my story in the anthology, The Dangerous Curves Ahead, is called Delicious Hearts, about a werewolf who is a food blogger, and she also teaches at a university. So that is that we were talking about pseudonyms. Sometimes you have to do it. And I, I did have a little trouble getting the pseudonym started. You were talking about the marketing. But yeah. um, I'm also active in RWA in some chapters, and that helped quite a bit. So I will let uh, Trevan uh, introduce herself, too. Okay, Trevan. Hi. Hello? Trevan? Hello? Is she there? I don't know. Trevan? I don't know what happened. Might have lost her? I might have. (laughs) I don't know. All right, Trevan, if you call back. Okay. All right. Yeah. I don't know. Are you on the screen, Elizabeth? It's a. Oh uh, no, I'm I'm not I'm not near the computer. Okay, all right, okay, all right. Go ahead, Elizabeth. I know you have questions. I'm gonna just text yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, my first question was, um, I wanted to know how you came up with the ideas for your stories in Dangerous Curves Ahead. Where, where did where did your ideas come from? And whoever wants to start can start. So this is Barbara Campbell. And I wrote Go for Broke. It's between a bank teller um, named Zoe, and she's, you know, she's just this pinup girl. She loves the clothes and the hair. You know, it's just who she is every day. But she um, has just fallen in love with, um, like, the armored truck driver guy that comes up, you know, to pick up all their money. And she's been hatching a plan to... Um, hook up with him and you know I live in a really small town and you know it's a one stoplight town and I feel bad for the people here because you know we we all know each other but when I go around town that's how my stories are created I'll see something happen and um, that's basically what prompted this story I was just at the bank one day and the bank teller that I was interacting with just kind of gave this little glance over as the money guy walked in wheeling all the little bags of money and you know it was a totally innocent look but it just crossed my mind what if that wasn't an innocent look what if she had the hots for him and um so this poor bank teller at my bank is the inspiration for my story um she'll probably never read it she doesn't Um, I don't think she's the steamy romance type, although I I certainly try not to judge people because most people that know me are shocked that I'm into steamy romance. So, you know, you can't, you can't judge a person by how they look. Um, So, yeah, it was just one day at my bank. I, I, it's this little look that the teller gave the armored truck driver and thus go for broke was born. I think no, Trevin sounds, is. I, I like that. That sounds good. Yeah. Wait a minute, Trevor. 
Okay. Trevin, she's here. Okay, so let's <laughs> right. Trevin, go ahead. I'm so sorry. All right, go ahead, Trevin. Hello. Hello. She's here. Trevin. Trevin, is that you? I wonder oh, if she's, she's muted or. Back. I guess I don't know what's happening here. I, I actually don't know what happened. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. I don't know. All right. Elizabeth, I have no idea what happened here. Yeah. So, all right, go ahead. Let's go. I, on, go I don't know we'll either. just go on. I don't really know. Yeah, we'll just have to go on. Trevin, if you're calling back, it's 714-242-5259. I think she's, she's calling another number. That's why. All right, I'm sorry. Okay. All right, Elizabeth, go ahead. Ask a question. I'll see her on there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just wanted to hear from, from everybody else about where uh, your ideas came from for your story for uh, Dangerous Curves Ahead. We just heard from Barbara, so uh, who else wants to, to tell me their story? Okay, I can tell you about mine. Mine is called The Enchanted Curves, and I always try to write big, beautiful women because so many mm-hmm. we've been um, downcasted. I mean, looked upon like, oh, you can't do anything right. or And I guess back in the older days, in the 50s, it wasn't frowned upon as much. And I kind of centered my story around witches and my care, main character being proud of who she was and not ashamed of her, you know, herself, her self-image. And so I really had fun with this and trying to, she had one, her, first, her last boyfriend, was always teasing her about her weight, but he ended up with a nice nasty rash for seven years because she was a rich witch. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I had some real fun writing this, and it was quick. Uh, I, I think I got this done in probably in a day. So I had a real ball writing this. But that's it. Seems like, it seems story. like everybody had fun doing this, which is a good thing. Oh yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Was a lot how of fun. Did, I had a blast. How does ever? This is one question I've really not asked before. When uh, all of you didn't know each other before, so how did you get a call to say that? Ask you if you wanted to do this anthology. How did that happen? Because you're so all, you know, very different. I, I got a, I got an email. I got an email from uh, the editor, just uh, letting me know that the uh, I mean, submission window was open, and if I had some stories for it. And I already had one that was uh, it would be a reprint. So my mind is called uh, the the beautiful moving curves. And so I just said, is a reprint okay? And she says, yeah, fine. So I sent it in and then waited, and uh, it got accepted. And I was just really happy about that. Uh, Trevin is here. Trevin is here. Before I'm sorry to interrupt you. I just oh, don't want to lose her again. Trevin, do you want to? Say, hi. Yes. I'm so sorry. I don't know what happened. Time? Yes, I can. Okay. Okay. Right. Awesome. We want to hear about you? Who you are? What you've done okay, before the show's you. over. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> um, thanks. So I write rock star romances, LGBT paranormal romances, and urban fantasies. And I'm in Connecticut since uh, we've been saying where we are. Um, yes. The story that I have in Dangerous Curves is a rock star romance. Um, and the other thing I want to tell you is that I also have jumped into the craziness of NaNoWriMo. Uh, and I'm trying to write the sequel to my first book, which was an urban fantasy um, rock star story. So that that is me in a nutshell. 
Uh, that, see, it seems like everybody, right, you know, it, it's very interesting that almost everybody here is like in even, you know, in different genres. And so I think that I don't know how to correct. It doesn't change because you can't really change people. But I think that um, it's very interesting. And I think on the websites, uh, I uh, Virginia Grenier, who started um, with me 10 years ago, 11, she doesn't really do shows very much anymore, but we're still good friends. She lives in Utah. And we talked about this um, last year, I think, because I kept switching around. Should I do this? Should I do that? Should I, you know, do with my children's books? And then she said, uh, not to compare myself to um, Patterson's books, but um, he (laughs) has his James Patterson. He put everything, I think, right now on his whole website because he has stories about everything now. And that's what, so I said, well, if he could do it, I might as well do it too. I mean. What the hell? But, I mean, because the thing is, what do you do if you're in? I mean, you know, I mean, it is, I know that people are not thrilled about me doing the children's books, and put, but the kids are not on my website. So I have no idea what is the difference if people have a website with different genres on it. I think it's 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 really it's very sad for authors that they have to keep explaining and I was one of them that did that. And we talked about this a couple shows ago, the fact that, I started to do erotica, and I'm going like, well, you know, it's not that, you know, you know. I think people just expected that it's something different. People have sex. There's sex in so many <laughs> books that men write. Men write adventure and thriller and and a lot of dramas. There's a lot of sex in it. So why does it have to be that erotica is a is a thing? Do you know what I mean? Where people go like, oh, okay, we don't want to read that book, but we'll read his thriller, and there's plenty of sex in it. So I, mm-hmm. this is an issue that needs to be addressed eventually, because I there's so many writers out there that people aren't getting their work out because people they don't even find them. I think it goes hand in hand with the belief that romance is not really writing. You know, that it's just fluff and it's not a big deal. So whatever women produce that can even be loosely under that category gets uh, disregarded to some extent. Yeah, that's kind of bad. And that's really frustrating. Okay, and, you know, okay, so and the subject that you have, okay, so this is a good subject, okay, because uh, this is a subject that women face all the time. And if men are a little overweight or whatever, nobody cares. Mm -hmm. But if a woman is, and there are overweight men that they want a little tiny little girl, you know, women, you know, why? Mm -hmm. So what has happened here that what can women really do? Because you've all written stories and that's the theme is that you can have sex no matter what weight you are and whoever you are. So who wants to take yeah. that? Yeah. I, Talk I, about I, that a little. I can actually go with this. Okay. I can actually go with this. I just flew to Dallas and back. And I'm not skinny at all, like in any stretch <laughs> of the imagination, I am not skinny. Um, and I was kind of having a little bit of anxiety over being able to fit in a coach seat. As it turns out, it was, wasn't a big deal. It was perfectly comfortable. Yeah. Um but I, I read a blog from a, a young lady who had flown to Italy 
and the gentleman next to her, who was a, a bit not skinny, he was he was overweight, <laughs> was texting as as uh, while they were on the plane, uh, texting to a friend, and he says, "Plane's good. I sadly I'm seated next to the fat chick." Oh my god, <gasps> that's disgusting! And I was like, "Really?" And and and. Wow. And she was maybe she said she was maybe eighteen at the time, nineteen, the <sighs> young, young girl, and mm. and she basically melted down and and didn't engage. And I'm thinking, I would have said, I'm sorry to hear that. You're lucky you're not sitting next to an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> it's really bad. It's really bad. You know what? It's really, it's really a shame. It's, it is a, it's a, a really, you know. And I think on. Does anybody watch This Is Us? Do you watch This Is Us? Ever anybody? I watch This no, Is Us. I've never seen it. Uh, you should watch no. it because it's um, the main one of the main characters. Um, it starts out as a young girl. It's a really good series because she's not thin. And she has a guy that loves her to pieces, and she just had a baby. And I, th- she's—I um, don't know how much she weighs, but she's in a lot of movies now. And she's a wonderful actress, and that's—it's so nice to see well, how think, he loves her. Yeah, and I think a really important distinction is that um there yes there's whether you're skinny or not skinny which is you know i hate to put it in two categories but just for ease of talking but then there's also how do you feel about yourself because there was much of my adult life even after having children that i was five foot nine 130 pounds i was skinny by all means yeah now that did not mean I felt good about myself. I actually had, I think they call it body dysmorphia or something, where I thought I was grossly overweight. Now, I am, Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. let's just yeah. say the numbers have shifted, <laughs> and I am definitely overweight now. Um, but I have, uh, I have so much love for myself now. I mean, yeah, I would love to be in shape, because I would just be healthier, but I don't have this horrible body image issue that I used to have. And yet I'm at the weight now that I probably thought I was back when I was actually skinny. So there's, there's our physical weight, but then there's our mental weight. And I Mm -hmm. loved writing an overweight character. And I've written several in my other stories that feel good about themselves. You know, they're fine with where they are. And um, mentally, and yeah, um, and I you know, and, so and that's really true though, because people do have when people look in the mirror, they don't actually see who they are a lot of times. It and it's right. just what anybody sees of themselves. They could be a hundred pounds and not feel good, you know. So it's yeah, it's a really, it's a very. That's why this is an interesting topic. And and a, certainly an interesting anthology because it's the subject is brought out because in romance books, men and women, Prince Charming, the beautiful girl, I mean, you know, it's not real. Right. Well, like, well, like in, in my story, um, my, my character is having self-doubt because she just made the mistake of reading an article about 
a man who was describing a woman as a butter body, which is she has a great uh, face, butter body. You know, uh, it's, it's the yeah. reverse of butter face. Oh. And um, well, I, I got that it's idea. It's so terrible. When I originally wrote, well, when I originally so? wrote the story, there was an article in the paper from some guy who was go, who was going going all over um, Salma Hayek, saying that she was a butter body uh. because she just had a baby. I know. And, and, you know I, I was like, what? Are you kidding? And, well, that's and, one of the problems. The if you've ever seen some of these girls, life. if you see the Hollywood stars sometimes, if they, if sometimes they get a bad picture of, of themselves and people go crazy, they write horrible, horrible mm-hmm. things. You know, Demi Lovato, she was just, she's got her album out, and she was just talking uh, on a show I was listening to, and she had a lot of problems mentally. She's a really good sing- she's a great singer she's a, a really good person and they watch everything she does she she's had a lot of issues and you know they have to go through all this even though they're making a lot of money it isn't about the money it's about their confidence level what people do to mm-hmm. them it's horrifying well remember titanic remember titanic yes. mm-hmm. uh, yeah. i can't remember who directed it offhand but uh, he used to call kate winslet kate weighs a lot because she uh, was a little uh, on the uh, on the heavy side. Really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's just so dehumanizing. Like the guy on the airplane that said, "I'm next to the fat chick." It's like as if she doesn't even have a name. She's the fat chick. And that's so and horrible. Yeah. That is really that's that's, yeah. that's really. But you know what? That's reality, and that's what you know. If you've ever, if you haven't seen This Is Us, it's a good thing to see that one because she's just she has a lot of issues, but. Everybody in her mm-hmm. family does. They all have issues because that's a show, naturally. But they even do. it doesn't matter. People have issues no matter what they weigh, what they look like, you know. And that's why I think your book, you know, unfortunately because it's erotica, that it, it won't get as much play as it should because it's a great topic. You know, it's um, it's one of the biggest topics I think that for women I think that it's they always mm-hmm. feel insecure no matter what they weigh and hopefully people will read your book and see that it really isn't about weight or things and that's it's just such a flaw in how we are raising our kids and things like because you know that's another bullying it's bullying too it's the same thing mm-hmm. yeah. you know butter body that's that's Really, I mean, you know, terrible. And the thing that really gets me is, is these people, these men, are are saying this, but you know, they don't, they ain't Stuart Reardon, you know, and unless, I, 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 it just drives me crazy when, when these men who are no great God's gift to anyone (laughs) say this shit. And mm-hmm. and then expect people to listen to them. They're not Stuart Rudin. Unless you have a six pack and that little V <laughs> on your hips that makes me want to drool. <laughs> <laughs> it only makes you want to drool because I do drool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but unless unless you are perfect, you have no business judging me. So mm-hmm. let me ask you, how are you planning on market? How are you how are you planning on marketing this? How are you planning on marketing the book? Uh, to what you know, like you know, how is it being received now? What are people saying? 
Uh, we've gotten a few. I think there are like two two reviews on Amazon. Well, not very many. Reviews. Yeah. Um, and, but so far it's been positive. Yeah, good. Um, yeah, we definitely yeah. need more reviews. Mm-hmm. If we can get more reviews, I think we can get more publicity for it. See, this is the other thing. The, no. the problem is there are a lot of people that will not review Erotica. And, and I, sure. you know, I really don't get that either, but that's the truth. You know, and I just don't know. You know, this is where we are now. And, you know, so naturally when Elizabeth told me about this, this to me is a very interesting subject because even as a young girl, people will, they carry it through. And this can ruin someone's life if right. they, let yeah. it, if they let it get to them. You know, and it's hard not to if, you know, you're certainly when you're young and a teenager in high school, I mean, that's it's bad for them. And so I think that the way it is, he, people don't really think um, about being kind to people, but that that's actually my show. That's probably what we're going to talk about, Jasmine, with, um, you know, for Goodwill, the ambassadors, because that's what we need here, people to be nice to each other. And not say bad well, things about mention, each other. There was a mention a second ago about men talking poorly about overweight women, but women do it too. And it, you know, it's frustrating no matter who does it. But I, yeah. yes. I women remember do. some yes. of the worst comments in high school mm-hmm. were from girls. And well, yeah. yes. you know, I, yeah. I honestly haven't seen that change a lot. Um, I hear. I don't think that changed. I, I don't really do. I agree with you. That has not changed. That has not changed. And unfortunately, some of the clothes for uh, the young um, teens and you know they're really tiny, okay. And there are not that many. There are a lot of girls that cannot fit in those clothes. You know, right. I mean, and it's unfair to them. And first of all, well, look at Victoria's Secret. They shouldn't even watch it. They shouldn't even be walking out in some of the things that they right. walk out in. You know, and so that's the other thing, you know, and there are girls, you're right, because girls are cruel to girls. Women are cruel to women, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. so that's the other thing, you know. I mean, sometimes if you see someone, just look at their face. Don't go like count the, how much they weigh or what they're wearing. You know, just kind of talk to them. Yeah. And, you know, not look right. at every part of them. And even when you get older, you, you could feel like people are looking at wrinkles or if you have bad skin. People <laughs> just focus on the wrong things and not listen to the person, what they're saying. But also, I did, you know, a lot of men, but speaking of men and women, a lot of men don't care about how much a woman weighs. And a lot of, and that's true, there are a lot of men out there that don't. But it's in women's heads. We it's how we grow up too. All of us, no matter oh, what yeah. size we are. Right. Yeah. You know, and the newscasters, when you see them on TV, and then you'll say, so they're not. They'll go instead of saying they're a good newscaster, they'll go like, oh, I didn't like the outfit she was wearing. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, really? yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, you know, you're not saying about a man, I don't really like his suit. You know, <laughs> they're saying like, oh, she doesn't look good. <laughs> is she pregnant? You know, and so I think the story like yours is so important because you've got different points of view in different stories. And I, that's why I think, you know, that's why I'm wondering how you're marketing it. So are you putting on blogs and things like that? Are there, you know, do you, you some of you have blogs, so... That would be, but I don't know how blogs are doing these days. Anybody want to take that question? How are blogs? Well, doing? 
romance blogs. There are still a few big ones. Probably the ones that still draw readers are the ones that cost money, like the yeah, Smart Bridges right. or the um, the Fresh Fiction with their giveaways. We did do one monthly giveaway, uh, and we gave away some copies of the book and some gift certificates to Amazon, and that got 510 entries, uh, which was kind of fun. So I think we'll yep. probably all of us have our separate marketing things in place. Yep. It's hard to know what is successful for romance. Uh, mostly I hear things like BookBub and BookBub followers is the thing to watch right now. Um, and, of course, you know, we don't know about Amazon followers. Amazon is like shifting sands with their marketing. Uh, sometimes mm-hmm. one thing will work. Yeah. And even calling something right. erotica has different meanings and different subject headings and that. So. Um, all of us uh, are continuing to market it on our own uh, channel, but it's working yeah, pretty I think, well. Yeah, you know, I think, I think that's it. You, you said you men- mentioned a couple of the blogs that you said that, what did you say, Smart Bitches, and you said another name? Smart well, Bitches uh, and Trashy fiction. Books. Fresh? What's it? Fresh Fiction. Freshy? Oh. Um, it is, you know, you know, I remember, and Elizabeth knows this, you know, from the very beginning when I started doing shows with Red River, I've always had, you know, erotic authors on through, through the whole 10 years. So I just, you know, the show's not over yet, but anybody, that, if you, any of you girl, ladies would like to be on the show again, just let me know because I'm going to have once a month definitely erotic show um, authors on because I think, it, you know, I'm going to do probably – you know, children's erotic. You know, I, I'm going to have just different shows, which I've done over the years, but I'm going to actually space them. So, uh, my shows, I think, that get the best play are erotic and horror. I mean, I really think those are my favorite shows. Mm-hmm. You know, that we <laughs> get really the most happy. people. You know, I mean, we really do. And um, so, I just think that so anybody that's on here today. You know, please feel free to contact me because I do have a lot of shows coming up. You know, in January, I think I don't know, Elizabeth. I don't know if you're planning on it, but I might take off in December because December nobody's caring about my show. Yeah, you know, they're not caring about anything. <laughs> yeah, they're shopping. They don't care about me. Yeah, <laughs> really, the way that's fine. <laughs> you know, I can handle that. <laughs> but you know, and I think you know, I mean, as far as romance authors go. We all have issues. You know, it's like I'm, I watch the Hallmark movies and I'm thinking like I, I want to write them, you know, but I can't, I, I want to write a great Christmas story, but I am Jewish and it is a little difficult for me. I love them. <laughs> it, I like the feeling. I like the feeling of how uh, the Christmas spirit is and how people at the end of the day, they start loving each other, you know, they feel better. So I do love that. And, you know, that would be for everything that people do, you know, in life, you know, and I just think that, well, I, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say that I haven't seen any of the, the Hallmark Christmas movies yet, because we tend to watch the uh, the little cozy mysteries on Hallmark movies and mysteries. Yeah. But I'm going to give them a try, because I just hear they're so surreal, and everything takes Lifetime. place in a small town. Because she comes Lifetime from the big city and goes back to the small I know. And, you know, and that's mm-hmm. the thing, you know, and they all talk about, they go, oh, we're moving to Chicago. And I'm thinking like, oh, I live in Chicago. So most of my stories are novellas now because I like novellas also because I think that a lot of people don't want to read 400 pages a lot of times, you know, um, 
so I do like that market, and I do like the short story market. You know, I think we've had a lot of authors like that because I do think there is an audience for that because I call them like lunchtime reads because there's people, you know, that want to just sit down and read something, and then they don't have to be looking to see what how many chapters are in the book that they can't right. finish. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure why it works, but um, for some reason, novellas are really popular in erotic and romance. Maybe it's because they are shorter, and you can read some of them over a lunch break. But uh, like in the other genres, novellas just uh, traditionally have have never been able to sell. But in erotic and romance, they do. Yeah. I think that we have created no our own voracious readers. You know, there are authors. Mm-hmm. I'm not one of them. I'm a very slow writer, but there are authors that put out books very, very quickly, and so readers have started to really demand fast products. I know. Um, and I know. giving a novella, writing a novella is a way to, to do that a little faster, I think. And, yeah. I, you know, I have, I'm going to have a show, and I don't know how anybody feels about this, but I, I understood that somebody was talking to me, and he's a really he's a wonderful illustrator, and he's really a good writer. He started to begin to feel anxious a lot of times when he has to go do things because he's feeling like who wants to hear what he has to say and what he's doing because they're in such competition. And I get that because, you know, I've been doing this a long time, and sometimes I say to myself, why am I so fussy? I mean, every story that I do, I it's like then I, I hate it. By the time I'm at a certain point, I'm thinking, why am I not liking my work? So, I mean, I think this happens to a lot of authors, and that's why we are inhibited by the people that are writing like 100 stories in a minute, you know, and mm-hmm. it can't be done by most people. I don't know how they do it. I've done this all my for many many years. I do not know, and I want to be one that keeps writing because I do agree that you lose your audience. If and I really believe that's true now because if you don't keep coming out with things, that you go by the wayside, and the ones that keep writing them, they have the most followers. But books. shouldn't once a year be enough? <laughs> I know, agree. I, I know I agree. authors that write four I agree. books in a year. I, I can't I agree. even do anything I agree. Like that. I do agree to that, but I'm just saying that's the way it is. I agree to it, and I. but I want to I, – myself, I'm going to try. You know, um, I just feel like it, things have changed so much that, you know, when you give free books, which, you know, on the days that I give free books, I'm like, oh, my God, look at this, how many I've sold. I could sell, like, 600 books. But on a regular day, for even 99 cents, you go, like, really? You know, and that's what's happened. Uh-huh. What's happened is they wait for the free days. And if there are no free days, they'll go to someone else that gives them free days. That's the right. problem. Mm-hmm. So we're in these problems. Yeah. But I think with the topic that you have, I hope that, you know, and maybe by having conversations like this is important. Because there are people out there that get inhibited by their weight, by their hair, by so many things. You go, you don't have a good hair day. You know, we all, women do tend to have this stand in our way a lot of times. Do mm-hmm. we all agree on that? Anybody have something to say about that? Because yeah. I know that that's a, a subject. I do. Um, okay. Not only you know, with weight, but also with age. After a while, yep. a woman gets to be invisible. Yep. Yeah, she gets to be invisible, which, I mean, I've noticed that myself because I'm, I'm up there, <laughs> and uh, I'm not thin. But it, it's sort of like uh, you can move in and out of a crowd without anybody bothering you. But that's one. Yeah, good see, thing I like that. <laughs> yeah, I like that. With yeah. age, I start to become invisible. Nobody's paying attention to me. I can do what I want. I can dress how I want. I can mm-hmm. say what I want. Mm-hmm. 
Right. I think right. well, yeah, there, there, there are two ways to look at that. that. Right. There, there is. That's an interesting topic. Go ahead. And that's the thing, really. Um, I, I have a complete, complete full head of gray hair. It's like visible from orbit, silver gray. And <laughs> <laughs> well, except for the pink stripes, I put in pink and purple stripes a couple of weeks ago. Well, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Oh, it's awesome. I love it. Um, it probably won't stick for very much longer because, you know, gray hair. Um, but being gray, being obviously over 50, and um, walking through the world is a completely different exper- experience. Um, two things. You are ignored or you are are in, indulged, I guess is a word. Um, <laughs> and I got a lot of indulgence over when I went to Dallas. Um, I, I had a lady, uh, when I checked my way overweight suitcase, <laughs> literally helped me transfer stuff over. One of one thing, <laughs> I had a four-pound hard candy penis in my suitcase. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I literally oh had God. a four-pound hard great. candy penis in my suitcase, and, which was uh, which was actually putting me overweight on my fifty-pound luggage to check, <laughs> and she. Helped me. This this poor lady in Dallas Fort Worth Airport helped me move it into my carry on. Oh, well, but you know, and maybe uh, you know, possibly you know, <laughs> like we these are good issues to talk about, which I've not really thought about doing you know much before because I do talk, I talk about every subject, but I think this is a good one. So I mean, I'm actually thinking that maybe you know, um, women getting overlooked. That's really you know. I think, you know, one of the things is I'm sure that most people on here will see that, that there are a lot of young authors out there. They really are. There's a ton. They are. But they don't stay, a lot of them don't stay in um, because they just, they think it's going to be one way and it isn't, you know, um, and they don't have the staying power. You know, um, as an agent, I've mentioned this before on the show, I had tons of clients that were really good. I couldn't get them published because they were all, a lot of them were new, you know. And I just um, kept going, and they didn't, you know. And had they have stayed in on the now independently published books, they could have had a career out there. And so I think that it's getting better for independently published and smaller publishers but the problem with some smaller publishers is they go out of business so but i think that all these things with you know women like you coming up with a great topic like this that's really important and there are a lot of women that feel the way you do they just might and they probably are listening so i think that cuz i put the show in i i don't know if i, I i'm going to put it in lifestyle you know, because sometimes I put my shows in there because it's not always about writing what we talk about. And, you know, it's like the right. same thing with Amazon. It's the same thing with Amazon. It's the categories that's hard right. for all of us. You know, and so I don't know the answer to this, um, but erotica, it's really a shame because 
the erotica authors do write well, and they're not getting, you know, their books just do go down to the last part. But I was thinking for you guys, how about, have have you thought about doing uh, an audio book with ACX Audibles? Because if you can find someone that will do your book, which is not always easy to do for, uh, you know, a couple of people. I have one that's Guilty Pleasures, and it's not as sexy as yours, but um, they didn't want to do it. The publisher will or, put it out. Lori Perkins is pretty good, and she'll get it out in uh, audio. Yeah, because that's a really good thing because I've noticed on my audio book that does better than my other books, my guilty pleasures. Audio so is, I think is actually, actually actually audio is is financially a, a really good decision if you can find a narrator. Yeah, I've got one coming out in the, in late spring or early summer, um, which I'm really excited about and might actually get me a new car. <laughs> Um, I um, I signed on to be an author with um, the Cocky Hero Club with Vi Keelan and Penelope Ward. What is that? Now, is that a, a big deal. What is that? Explain that. Um, Who is it, uh, the the uh, the world starting with Cocky Bastard and uh, Stuck Up Suit? Um, it's a, I think, six-book series now um, with Vi Keeland and Penelope Ward. And these are two really huge names. Um, their mailing list is a quarter of a million people. Wow. Jeez. Wow. I know. <laughs> but and I'm writing in that world also. So I, I think, that, I think this, is, this is so interesting because, you know, these are things I never heard of. Nobody's I know. Oh, nobody's wow. mentioned now, these things. Now, these, yeah. These books are going out con, uh, consecutively, concurrently, um, audio and ebook at the same time. And I'm just, I've never released an audio book. And I got started looking at um, at Audible. It's going out uh, an Audible exclusive. And I'm looking at this, and I'm thinking. Holy crap! I can actually. Uh, this is huge. It, it's a huge thing to to um, present. Well, Audible is a great. Audible is really good. I I think we might. Did we? I did. I, Elizabeth, are you on here? Elizabeth, I don't know. I lost her. Elizabeth, <laughs> she's gone. Okay, I have no what? idea what is happening. I have no idea what is happening here. I've not usually had this happen. Elizabeth, call back where you are. You know, uh, it's so interesting to see that. You know that all of these things, like, because I agree on that with Audible. So, and if you have other books, whoever, you know, all of you that are here, go on Audible and ACX and get your books out there because there are a lot of people that do it for free. It's fifty-fifty, so it's really a good deal for people because it doesn't cost you anything if they take your book. And the shorter, well, the better. You can do short stories also. They will do stories. If they take yeah. it, um, it's a good deal. Well, it Audibles all, will it, take it. Audibles will take it if you can find a narrator. And finding yeah. a finding a narrator is is hard. Finding a good narrator is hard. Yep. And then you have to consider. You can do a fifty-fifty. You can buy it outright. If you buy it outright, it's extremely expensive. 
Yeah, right. So um, I just mine are all fifty fifty. So I think you know, and I think that it's really kind of um, interesting how that works because some people, you know, you have to tell them off the bat what it is because they won't do it, you know, or some of them do it and they use another name. Yeah. And just I like the same, like, it's the same thing write, for all of us. It's the same thing as writer, you know, yeah. as if you wrote a book. And even but you do even make me, more money. You do make more money. And they give um, you free codes. I, they give you free codes that you get fifty yeah. free codes now, I think. And so, and the free codes actually you get money for. Yeah. It's not like with Amazon yeah. where you don't get the money. It's just exactly. I, God knows. Um, God knows where all that money goes for everybody. That's you know they they keep sending emails oh with it's so much millions of dollars. I don't I I don't know who sees it, but there's so many authors. That's why, <laughs> because there's, I mean, it's astronomical. That's why it's hard for us as authors to get out there. And print books. Oh my gosh, my my husband. The first time I put out a print book. It's it's like four dollars and some change wholesale price to get it printed, and and then he says, "Well, you only get like a dollar." What is the rest of that? That's the other thing. So, is there anybody that we're forgetting here? Is there anybody that wants to add in some comments here? You know, we're not in the same room, so I'm just you know wondering if somebody wants to say anything to the conversation because I'm drop people are dropping. Uh, Elizabeth isn't here, and I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> so, um, yeah, is there anybody that wanted to say something that didn't? I just want to make sure. Okay. Um, and I really meant that, that all of you call me back or email me to be on again on another show because most of my guests come on again, and it's always easier than when they come on again and for them because some people have never been on shows. You know, so, and I'm very open to ideas if you have some, because this, as soon as I, Elizabeth told me about this, I just thought this was a really great idea for people. And I will be posting it, and it will be, it's on my, if you go to www.marshacaspercook and you go into podcast, they will, anybody can listen to all of them. There's all down there. You just click in, or iTunes. So all of this will be out. So at least this will be out for you guys because I think that it's a really important subject. And so does everybody want to talk about a little bit? I'm going to go down the line here, whoever is still left here. So I don't really know what happened. Usually we don't drop people. Okay. Trevin, do you want to um, tell everybody where they can find you? Sure. It's really easy. You can find me at www.trevonrogers.com. Um, and if you're looking for where I am on social media, you can if you go to that link, you'll find me everywhere. Thank you. Okay, and I will add one thing that on the show page, everybody's where they can be reached is on the show page for Blog Talk Radio, Great. so you'll be able to find that. Okay, Barbara. Oh, you can find me at barbaracampbell.com, um, but Barbara is B-A-R-B-R-A. And yes, Campbell, I got that. I, I actually know, got that right. I got that right here. I have yeah. a few issues. <laughs> I know. Both of my names wrong most of the time, but I have a, yeah. a real quick funny story. I was in college. I went to a frat party, which was really not my style, but my friends were going, so I was like, oh, I'll try it out. And we had to wear name tags, and one of the guys at the party walked up to me 
very clearly looked at my name tag and then looked at me and said, wow, bar and bra, my two favorite words. <laughs> okay, you can leave. <laughs> well, that's a college. That's oh, college. Uh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, he ruined my name for me. <laughs> all right, so he'll all great. And he'll, always remember, he'll probably always remember you now. He'll remember you forever and ever and ever. Uh, Leah? Leah? I'm here. Um, okay, I good. Have, so glad. Uh, I have At least a, I'm here. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I have a blog on Facebook that's uh, Quickie Romance Reviews. That's uh, Quickie Romance Reviews on Facebook. Uh, and it's like we, uh, a writing partner and I post things that we've read or things coming up or trends that we see. Um, or my website is at leahviolet.com. Uh, thanks for doing this, Marcia. Okay. Oh, thank you. I, you know, I'm sorry to drop some people here. I don't know how that is, but, you know, it's uh, not run by me. It's a uh, blog talk, but it usually doesn't happen too much. Okay, Reza? Oh, okay. You can get me at uh, Um I'm also on Facebook uh, and Amazon, of course. Uh, just go to my website, and you can get all the information. Okay, that's good. All right, Trinity? I'm at trinityblasio.com, and you can find me on all social media. And thank you again for having us. Oh, you're welcome. Now, did I forget anybody? Elizabeth, is, is she got, I, I don't think she's here. So um, it's elizabethblack.blogspot.com. And um, I'm looking forward to talking to you all again. And I'm glad, Razor, that I remembered where it was from Piper. <laughs> I, that's what happened. No, I actually, you, you know, that's what happens when you have. There was a lot of. There was several people on that show, right? And usually, when I, you know, she, I didn't really talk to people. Usually, I talk to people before they're on the show. And when Elizabeth or Piper gives me guests, I just, I guess, I don't sometimes. But um, I, I like to myself personally. So if anybody wants to talk to me, they can do that also. And I thank you very much. I hope the book does really well. I will post it out over and over because I think it's a topic, you know. And if, like I said before, anybody listening, please feel free to email me. And if it's top, you know, an interesting topic, we'll go for it. You know, I have a lot of, I have, I think probably over the years I've had most topics, so I'm not afraid to touch any topics, and I do have erotic <laughs> authors on all the time. So thank you, ladies, very much. It's been a good show. Thank you. And sorry, you. Elizabeth, yeah, we dropped you. you. I don't know where you are <laughs> out yeah, there. In thank now. you, Marcia. <laughs> all right. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you. Thank you, too. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Thank you. Bye.